Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Now, what makes a great Christmas film? Uh, here for some semi-highbro analysis is Gráinne Humphreys, <laughs> Festival Director at Dublin International <laughs> Film Festival. Hi, Gráinne. Hey, Brendan. So before we get to the, you've got the five themes of Christmas movies for us. Before we get to that, what what, what makes a great Christmas film? What are the elements? I think the, the purists would say that it happens or takes place between Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. or and Some of them would probably include Thanksgiving. So it has to take place within that. The holiday season. With the holiday season. Yeah. And even something like It's a Wonderful Life, one of the great Christmas movies, if you like, gets, a, gets into that category because the extended flashbacks, do you know what I mean? And the framing device. So it, it, it's in there. The second thing is, is that Santa has to appear. Santa or Rudolph or one of the Christmas figures has to appear. Okay. Um, and then I suppose... Or Jesus. Or, or Would Jesus. Would also be a Christmas figure. Let's, uh, let's not forget ourselves uh, here, yes. Absolutely. And then I suppose the other one is, is the idea that there is a kind of Christmas theme uh, to it. So you have, you know, friendship, family, faith and the importance of, you know, love, belief, redemption, those kind of themes. And I'd even say a happy ending to a certain extent and then throw in a couple of really catchy music uh, sequences or songs um, and a good dollop of nostalgia. And you're probably close to the classic kind of classic Christmas movie. A Christmas film right there. All we need <laughs> is a character and we could we could we could put it together. OK, so the five themes of Christmas then. So... Type one. Well, my first one is the one that everyone is going to recognise because they live it, which is basically that dinner can be reheated after the row, <laughs> which is the fractured family. It's the one that usually takes place in a house or a very small community, which is brought together by the actual uh, film. Um, and they start off as far as they possibly can. The siblings who despise each other, the parents who are out of touch, the brother who doesn't want to go to the Christmas dinner, the family, uh, you know, that has a secret that's buried that comes out of the Christmas dinner, you know. Um, and I think we all recognise that because I think as, as your previous guests have talked about, it's such a part of it. The idea that we want to watch it, I always think is funny that we all sit there having probably newly mended our rows and sit down and watch somebody else's. But that seems to me one of the big Examples. ones. Oh, well, I mean, everything from, you know, you have Miracle on 34th Street, you have... Uh, the Family Stone is a really good version of Excellent, that, actually. Yeah. yeah, where you actually do feel that that kind of like pain. And Sarah Jessica Parker's actually very good in that as well. Um, actually. Lo- oh, please. <laughs> I knew you were going to talk about Love Actually. No, I'm not. I'm saying Sarah Jessica Parker's actually very <laughs> oh, good. Oh, actually very surprised. good. Sorry, yeah. I thought... Sarah Jessica well, Parker is I, very good in that. She yes, is very yes, good in it. No, yeah, she's very okay. good in it. And I think we all, we all know it very well. I mean, Miracle on 34th Street, a lot of the time, as I said, it, it is, they are stories about people who, you know, are brought together and then are, have to kind of like be reborn. A, a lot of the time, it's also about children who are discovering what the future might be and adults who are discovering what, what you know, their child gave them. And so you have this lovely idea that it's all about people coming together with something they shared. Um, and I think if they're well done, they're amazing, you yeah. know, and we, we do like return to them again and again. And some of the Christmas kind of like classics that are on the, throughout the actual um, season have those okay. kind of tropes. Type two. Second one, uh, this is the one that I call it the strangers that come in from the cold. And this is the one that has all the action films and it has all the men behaving ba- badly. So you've jingle all the way, you've got bad Santa in 
there. You've Die Hard. You have all the Shane Black films, which, as we know, he loves it. He's got Long Kiss Goodnight. He's got Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Even got Christmas into Iron Man 3. Um, and these films are all about, uh, I suppose, a, a, a scenario outside the domestic space, but where Christmas is in there nearly as a kind of like shadow looming over them. And Batman Returns is another one like that, where, you, you know, you, you have a, a Gotham that is, you know, celebrating and that's particularly punctured by by the baddies. Um, the third one is one that, again, I feel like even mentioning it will just bring it up, which is adaptations. How mm. much do we spend of our Christmas just watching but watching film adaptations of film books we've read or variations of A Christmas Carol. I mean, it seems like we can sit down from six o'clock until maybe two o'clock in the morning watching variations of A Christmas Carol. Um, and then all the adaptations of Dr. Seuss and these beautiful, some beautiful films like Snowman is in there, Polar Express is in there. A lot of the animations, as I said, Grinch, I think, is up there with Scrooge as being one of the two films that people watch more than any other at Christmas. So it's kind of interesting yeah. that, as I said, we go back to those very classic, very kind of safe uh, uh, versions, I suppose, of, of of maybe the ultimate Christmas story, which is A Christmas Carol. And I have a list somewhere, so Brendan, we, in my notes. We, so we ultimately want the same stories over and over again. It is repeat. We, yeah. I mean, the, the origins are really interesting, actually, because in the 1940s, you have things like Miracle on, 40, on 34th Street. You have It's a Wonderful Life. You have, you know, uh, films like White Christmas. You have big stars playing in those films, like Cary Grant, like Bing Crosby. And then there's a bit of a lull, and it's when TV comes back, and TV takes over as the, the kind of main... Uh, um, you know, medium, and they start trying to have Christmas specials. And lots of people use the holiday period to put on. Do you remember the Osmonds? Do you remember the Osmonds yeah, yeah, Christmas yeah. special? And then TV also brought us type four in a way, or certainly rejuvenated it, didn't it? The, the Christmas rom com. Because, like, they're churning. They're, oh, they, well, they, Hallmark has now just turned it. I mean, I didn't realize there's 42 of them being made this year, which is up from 30 <laughs> last year. And I have the list of titles are amazing that they actually call them uh, Royal Christmas, Christmas Under Wraps. Uh, the Christmas Train, a gingerbread romance. Yeah. I mean, Chat GPT is just churning them out. But also, the thing is, is like I was saying in the in the forties, you had great actors, great stars. Now you actually—that's not the point. Uh, they're basically just. Uh, it, it feels like sort of like wrapping yourself in a jumper. It doesn't matter what the stars are or who's yeah. directed it. There's they all no high look production like balance. people who are slightly more famous. They're a kind of a type. They're like a clone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, four like removes away. The, the um, non-Mexican, uh, the non-union Mexican alternative, as as you say in the well, Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, I, I presume also that the, the turnover means that they they do sort of like spin through. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just fascinated that that audience is there because, to my mind, the ones that I kind of like you know, gravitate are the ones that were made by great directors, yeah. great, you know, um, actors and that have connections with you. Um, you know, I was thinking about ones that I love and The Apartment was one that popped into my head, which I actually went to see in the cinema about four years ago. And that final scene with Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine and Shut Up and Deal is one of the great moments of a film that's quite bleak quite dark, quite pessimistic about life and yet ends on a note of such wonderful optimism that you do go out and like, you know, many uh, a Christmas character, you dance down the street going, woohoo, you know, there is a, a reason to live and there's a happiness to it. And I kind of feel like that's maybe what those Christmas movies are about. Yeah, they try to okay. bring you down 
and then show you, you know, exactly. You know, like Christmas itself in exactly, many ways. Exactly. And, and like people's families. Yeah, bring, bring you down, but it all <laughs> works out in the end. And finally, this is a contradiction in terms, surely. Tasteful Christmas films? Oh, there's very tasteful Christmas films. I mean, there's a beautiful film actually called Joie Noël, which is about the famous uh, football match that took place during World War One when the French and the German soldiers put down uh, their weapons and played football together. That's beautiful. There's an Ingmar Bergman film called Fanny and Alexander about, about a child childhood Christmas in, in Sweden. Stunning. Um, Morvan Carter, one I was thinking about, the great Lynn Ramsey, great Scottish director, made this film with Samantha Morton. Um, and there's a great one. Francois Ozon made a film called We Famer, Eight Women, which is a kind of murder uh, kind of mystery with all great French actresses. So there's lots of different places. And I mean, it's funny. One of the things I was thinking about when I was coming here today is, is the RT guide is packed, Brendan. I mean, literally from six o'clock in the morning, if I was to give you the list of films that we could watch and you can watch them across all the different channels, right? But in Dublin, Galway, Cork, at the minute, you can go and see those films in the cinema as well, which I think is kind of amazing that there's that both that ability for us to watch it in multiple different places at the same time. Okay, Gronya Humphreys, thank you very much. I think what a lot of people will have taken from that is an Ingmar Bergman Christmas. We need we need more Ingmar Bergman at Christmas. <laughs> Gronya Humphreys, Festival Director at Dublin International Film Festival. Thank you very much and happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Email brendan at rte.ie.